interception wins it for Florida. What a football game. up welcome into the show you already know what it is centails intel we're live on facebook season six episode two it's the best damn sports podcast period the undisputed champions champion of sports podcast i'm your host the sensational centail whiteman what is up welcome into the program however you may be watching however you are listening Let's get into it, man. What a wild, wild weekend it was. College football opening weekend. Lots of tremendous games. Lots of uh, exciting finishes. Some um, some crazy, unorthodox finishes. Uh, we had some big-time favorites that handled their business, such as Alabama, Georgia. We had some teams that struggled a little bit that we thought that we thought would we're dominating some teams. See Ohio State, Notre Dame. We're going to talk about all of that and more. Also going to get into the NFL season. Begins on Thursday. We'll talk some more about that in depth as we go along in the program as well. Again, I want to thank you guys for tuning in. Again, if you're out there watching, feel free to comment. Feel free, feel free to ask questions. I will definitely uh, be engaged with you guys throughout the program let's kind of go into as you heard in the opening obviously I, you people know I'm a Florida fan so I open with that um, big win for the Gators over the seventh ranked uh, Utah Utes um, very exciting game Anthony Richardson played very very well um, defense left a lot to be desired but made a big play when it mattered the most uh, we'll see how this uh, propels the Gators forward uh, moving along in the season. I was very impressed with Utah. Um, as I said last week, this is a quality football team, defending Pac-12 champions, uh, very physical up front. Um, they run the ball very, very well, as you can see. Um, got a very solid quarterback, so they should be really, really good um, as the season moves along. But that was um, the, very, the ending of the Florida game that you heard at the beginning of the program. Um, let's kind of get into it. Let's kind of start with the college football recap. This is usually an overreaction Monday, but since it's Tuesday, we'll just call it overreaction Tuesday. But this is typically an overreaction Monday. This is where you come in here. You people watch your teams play all weekend and last week. You you determine based off one game that they're going to the national championship. You decided that your team is the worst team that ever ever put on a pair of football cleats. So you have already determined that off one game. This is hence why we call it overreaction Tuesday, but normally it would be a Monday because we come in here and we, we breaking down college games Saturday and NFL on Sunday. We'll come back Monday, but this is an overreaction day. Obviously, we're going to react to what we saw from over the weekend in college football. Let's just start right last night. Let's just start with last night. We finished the weekend off with a Memorial with a Labor Day game between um, – Clemson and Georgia Tech. Obviously, Clemson wins 41 to 10. But, you know, the questions that I had going into the game are uh, the same questions that I have coming out of this out of this football game. And in a lot of in a lot of it, we, of course, we're gonna blame the quarterback for mostly everything. They get they get way too much credit, they get way too much blame. And I see a lot of a lot of blame being passed uh to DJU this morning on various talk formats and, and, and Clemson fans, but I didn't think he played bad. 
He didn't play great by no stretch of the imagination. I thought he played okay. Now, the whole team as a, as a whole, to start the game off, I thought offensively were bad. They couldn't move the ball. And DJ missed some throws. Receivers couldn't get open. Some of the similar things that that we saw from them last year and some of the concerns that I had coming into the season, I still don't, and I'm not seeing it. Uh, the improvement on the offensive line uh, is not there. Uh, now, is DJ, can DJ be, can improve? Absolutely. He can be better too. Uh, but I think the receiver position has taken a giant step backwards. Um, the offensive line is not quite what I expected it to be. Um, I think that the play calling is unimaginative. Uh, now you're not gonna you're not gonna get too creative against Georgia Tech in an opening game because it's Georgia Tech. But I thought that for the most part they were very vanilla offensively. But one thing I would like to see them do more of is get the ball to Georgia Shipley in multiple ways. And um, he only had 11 touches, and I think that is just I, I think that's just cr- that's criminal. I think he's the best player on the offensive side of the ball for them, so he definitely needs to be touching the ball more than 11 times a game. But we're not gonna dump. I'm not gonna sit here and dump all the blame on DJU last night. Like I said, he could be better. He didn't play bad. He didn't play great. He played okay. I thought the offense as a whole, if you had to give him a little grade, I thought they probably was a C, maybe a C minus. I I didn't think they were spectacular by no means offensively. So they got to go back to the drawing board and figure this thing out. DJ's not going anywhere. So for all you Clemson fans that are clamoring for Clay uh, Klubnik, it's not happening. It's not going to happen unless DJ falls flat on his face. And last night I saw nothing that said that he should be benched, that Cade is the guy. I know some of you are impressed with a late fourth-quarter drive by Cade against Georgia Tech's backup. If, if those are Georgia Tech's backup, if you saw the starters, then you saw the backups, then you're not surprised that he drove the ball straight down the field <laughs> against their backup. So those of you who want Cade Club, it's not happening right now, so you should just stand pat support your guy. You know, and, and one thing about it, I, I, I would say this about Clemson, and I'm not going to take anything away from the program that's been really, really good for the last decade, and I, I said this about Clemson in the past, about they had transcendent. You you, you, you got transcendent players, okay? I'm going to start with Todd Boyd. I know he don't get the praise and adulation, but this this program kind of started at the Todd Boyd moment, and, and he, was, he was not a very talented. He's not as was a, not as very talented as some of these other guys, but he was a great football player. And you wonder how much uh, coaching up. Now, Chad Moore gets a lot of slack and slack, but I think he did a great job with Taj. He got he got maximum out of Taj. Then you get Deshaun Watson and Trevor Lawrence back-to-back. Those guys are transcendent players and super uber-talented. So how much coaching was actually done? How much honing, honing of skills were, were done and coached up as, as opposed to them just being – absolutely great football players that didn't need a whole lot of coaching. It's just like add water and you got the player. Like instant great players right there. So now you got DJU who is more talented than Todd Boyd. But how much coaching is going? How much blame has to be passed along to these offensive coordinators and, and the quarterback coaches at Clemson right now because this is a five-star guy and you're killing him, but is he getting coached up? Because you're comparing him to, for one, Trevor Lawrence, to Deshaun Watson, and, and that, I think that's where we have it. This is where the disc that come from is Clips. If you, for you Clemson fans, that he well, he's not little that height. Yeah, he might have had the same. He might have been a five star in that class. Is so was Trevor Lawrence, but that guy's nowhere near as talented, not as near as good as Trevor Lawrence. And so somebody had to coach that talent up. Somebody had to hone that skill. So we got to start putting some blame on the offensive staff of Clemson uh, for these offensive struggles the last couple of years and the development of DJU because he's not Trevor Lawrence. He's not Deshaun Watson. So let's let's keep that in mind as we go forward with Clemson. But they get a win. Uh, let's go to some other games. Uh, we just jump, kind of jump around. Number one team in the country, Alabama, look the damn part. Jesus, H. Christ. Let me tell you something. Go, I, I, would admit, I would admit this today, but I, <laughs> that I, I had a lot of respect for the Utah State program. I was a huge fan of Logan Bonner. I was. And Bama destroyed him. 55 to nothing. Bryce Young had five TD passes in the first half. Five. He had five TDs in the first half. Five. He had a rushing TD as well. He had a 100 yards rushing as well. They won 55 to nothing. 
the game was never close, was never in doubt. Um, but Bama, they looked the part. They steamed, steamrolled Utah State. Um, Ohio State, hey, man, they did. They left a lot to be desired offensively. We thought they would come in and kind of blow uh, Notre Dame off the field. Now, JSN got hurt. And if you don't know who that is, that's Jackson, Smith, and Jigba. See, I've been working on that all week. I've been working on that all week because I was going to get that right. I was not going to come in here and not get that right today. So that's Jackson Smith and Jigba, who was a top NFL wide receiver prospect, got hurt early in that game. So he was out. Uh, C.J. Stroud looked very mediocre, uh, over 232 yards passing. So I got to give a lot of credit to Marcus Freeman and the defensive staff in Notre Dame. They did a great job keeping that offense in check. Um, conversely, Ohio uh, Notre Dame offensively just, again, I told you, there's, there's no way that team was going to score 21 points. They just don't have the, the weapon, and they have, the quarterback play is very marginal. They got two guys that you can just pick. You can put your hand in a hat and pick one of them. They're not, they're not nothing special at all. So until they can address that, ish, that quarterback position in the future, they're always going to struggle against those top-rated teams. But good job and kudos to Marcus Freeman, like I say, for having that team ready to play. They led a large chunk of that game. They led at halftime um, and then started getting away from it late. But they offensively, just, they're not going to be able to do anything against a, an elite team or a high-quality team like Ohio State when it comes down to it. But that team will probably finish 11-1. I mean, they're not going to lose another game for a while or be even in – be even in a competitive game for a while. I think if they beat BYU, that could be a potentially really, really good matchup. We'll see how BYU turns out. They have a tough schedule too. But I don't think Notre Dame loses again uh, for a long time. So you might see this team again um, possibly in the CFP. So don't be surprised if you do see Ohio, do you see Notre Dame in the, in the CFP. Ohio State got some work to do. Haven't heard the status of Jack, uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba. Uh, we'll figure out moving forward what his deal is. And I think Ohio State will get the kinks out and they'll start looking like the juggernaut that we thought they were going to look like. Uh, number three, Georgia. Good God almighty. <sighs> Jesus Christ. They played the number 11-ranked Oregon Ducks. And uh, if I had told you, I, I knew the game wasn't going to be competitive. I, I said that when I left. I said that the other day. I thought it was Wednesday last week. I said the game would not be competitive. I thought maybe, when I said competitive, two touchdowns at least, maybe three touchdowns. But when I tell you, if I told you, you had told me that Georgia would win this game by 46 points, I would have said no. I would have said no, not by 46 points. No way. Georgia beats them by 46. And the way they beat them by 46, I mean, 49 to 3. 49 to 3. Little Stetson Bennett, our favorite custodian worker, our favorite equipment manager look he looks fabulous let's give it up i gotta give it up i gotta give it up for my man little stetson bennett 368 yards passing two tds looked in complete command of the offense georgia showed creativity against oregon they were running reverses they ran some flea flicker actions they were throwing the ball down the field those things you have never seen at the university of georgia Things you have never seen. And they they just threw it all over Oregon. The game was never, ever close. Uh, just an absolute beatdown. Uh, great performance by the Georgia Bulldogs. And, and I said, like I said, the schedule gets easier. Um, as you look at it right now, the schedule is really, really soft. So I don't see Georgia having any problems. Defense, they look really, really great. They just, hey, I said this is a reload situation last week. I mean, I know they were placing a lot, but they've been recruiting so well. This is a reload. This is a reload situation for Georgia. It's a reload situation, not a rebuild. A reload, and they just crushed, crushed Oregon. And this game was never competitive at all. Uh, some let's get to some more competitive games. You had the, some ranked versus ranked opponents. You had Arkansas, uh, number nineteen team, played Cincinnati, the number twenty four ranked team. That was a very good ball game, 31-24. Arkansas pulls it out at home. KJ Jefferson played really well. I thought the kid from Cincinnati struggled early. Ben Ben Jones, I think his name is, he started off the game really really sluggish, um, but he came on and played well late. Um, so I was impressed with Cincinnati, given the fact they had to re- replace so many people 
and you didn't think that they were capable of replacing that many people being a non-power five school, but they played pretty well and got to give them a lot of credit for what they did. Thirty-one twenty-four Arkansas. The Sunday night game was was crazy. FSU LSU. I didn't think the game was a great game. It was a great finish. People were coming up to me telling me how great the game was. I'm like, the game was not great. Florida State should have, in theory, blown this game, blown this game wide open because LSU could do nothing for the majority of the football game. And what a crazy finish. What a crazy finish it was. LSU down by seven late in the fourth quarter. They get a three. They get a stop that they desperately needed. Florida State's going to punt. They punt the ball, return a muff to punt for the second time. Florida State's inside of the five-yard line. All they're doing is milking the clock, milking the clock. The game is going to be over. And no, not so fast. We get a fumble down on the goal line at the one-yard line, recovered by LSU. LSU then proceeds to drive 99 yards in over a little over a minute to set up for a potential game-time field goal, and you know the rest. I tell you all the time, I do not trust college kickers. I tell you all the time, there's no one more untrustworthy than a college kicker. I said right after the game happened that no one is more, there's only one other person more untrustworthy than a damn college football kicker, and that is a loose woman. That's it. A loose woman is the only body who, can, who is more untrustworthy than a college kicker. And that's what happened in that situation. Florida State gets a win. They have a bye week. They are 2-0 for the first time in, like, forever. For a long time. It's been a long time since they've been 2-0. Uh, they, they have six games, six seasons straight of, of non-winning seasons right now. So, and I, let me get kudos to Jordan Travis. Uh, before I get out of here, I mean, that he was brilliant. He looked like a little Russell Wilson uh, Sunday night against LSU. He played really well. He's improved his passing a lot. Um, then throw an interception. Very clean. They ran the ball very well. But I was very impressed with Jordan Travis. I thought he played su- superb in that game Sunday night. Um, so that was your, that was uh, Florida State LSU on Sunday night. Um, some of the local teams that go to the Gamecocks, they played Georgia State. Again, you, you know when you play Georgia State. Georgia State is a really, really good non-power five football team. They're going to give you a lot. I thought Spencer Rattler, it, this is a knock on Spencer Rattler. He's inconsistent. This is what he does. He threw two TD passes, but he also threw two interceptions. He relies a lot too much on his arm talent, and it gets him in trouble. No consistency with him. Uh, I thought Carolina, you know, controlled the second half of the game. It was a very competitive game in the first half. Georgia State was staying right there with him, and then I thought South Carolina kind of put away late. But Spencer Rattler, this is the knock. You know, the inconsistency of Spencer Rattler, I mean, he can make some throws and make it go, wow. He made one throw. He, ro- he rolled to his right and he threw about 40-yard pass on a dime, dropped it in the bucket. And then the next time he does that, he rolls out, kind of falls backward and throws a pick. So it's just the, it's just the inconsistencies of, of, of him, his play, um, of his, his throwing motion and things of that nature where he gets himself in trouble. So you, you got to wonder about Spencer Rattler um, moving forward. But Gamecocks, like I said, I think 8-4. I think he can go 8-4. So we'll, we'll see. You have a big game this weekend, uh, South Carolina and Arkansas. South Carolina and Arkansas hook up this weekend. Should be a fun matchup. We'll see how that goes. Spencer Rattler versus K.J. Jefferson um, next weekend. Um, trying to see if anything else jumped out of me in the college football in the college football world this weekend. Mm, not so much. So we're gonna kind of move along before we do that. We're gonna get into the NFL talk. We're gonna go. We're gonna talk about some NFL right after this right here. We're gonna talk NFL. You know how we do. I ain't going to preview every division and every team, but we're going to give our playoff picks and blah, 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 division winners, and we'll go through our Super Bowl picks. Hopefully you guys are chiming in. You can get in here on your NFL team because we're about to talk heavy NFL right now, just like we did college football last Wednesday. We're going to talk heavy on the NFL right after this.
yes. It is time. It is time to talk some NFL. The season begins Thursday night with the defending, reigning Super Bowl champions, L.A. Rams taking on the Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills Thursday night. We are here. It is NFL time. Let's get to it. We have a lots, lots to talk about in the National Football League. Lots of movement. Lots of movement in the NFL. We had receivers moving. We had we had coaches moving. We had free agents. We we had trades. We had a whole bunch of things go on in the NFL offseason. We had, of course, the NFL draft was bonkers. So let's get into it. We'll start. Let's start with some of the moves, man. Devontae Adams is no longer a Green Bay Packer. He is with the Las Vegas Raiders. Big, big money. Big, big money for Devontae Adams. The Rams, um, not the Rams, but the Miami Dolphins now have Tyree Hill, who leads the Kansas City Chiefs. Big, big money acquisitions. The Eagles trade for A.J. Brown. He comes in. Big money acquisition. Uh, Debo Samuel stays with the 49 for a big deal. We'll stick with the receivers. Uh, <laughs> Terry McLaurin of the Washington Football, of the Washington Commanders. I beg your pardon. He is not signed long-term with the Washington Commanders. Big-time deal. Not long-term, but a big-time deal he signed. So lots of movement going on in the NFL. Um, you had Bun Miller, who's now with the Buffalo Bills. You got J.C. Jackson, who is now with the San Diego Chargers. Los Angeles. I'm so sorry. The Los Angeles Chargers. I can't even. I can't even say that, right? Like I can't even get my mind wrapped around the fact that they're still not in San Diego. Who did this? Who did this? Put the Chargers. Put the Chargers back in San Diego right now. Damn it! Right now, I want no powder blue jerseys every weekend. I can't believe the Chargers are in L.A. That's just ridiculous. Anyway, J.C. Jackson's there. Um, Terry Armstead, the big fine left tackle for the Saints, is now with the Miami Dolphins. Christian Kirk left left out left the Arizona Cardinals. He is now with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, Randy Gregory left the Cowboys. He is now with the Denver Broncos. Big move for the Broncos. They had another big move. We'll talk about that in a few minutes. Uh, <laughs> Chandler Jones is now with the Las Vegas Raiders. Bobby Wagner. All pro middle linebackers now with the defending champion Rams. I mean, so much movement. Allen Robinson is now with the Rams after they got rid of Robert Woods. So a lot of movement player-wise. We have a lot to talk about, a lot to get into in this NFL. I'm excited. I'm excited. It's the NFL season. Let's get into it. You see I'm decked out in the red and black. The Niners. Let's go. NFL. Let's talk about the NFC West. Let's get into it. The Rams are out there. They, like I said, I mentioned that they lost Von Miller. Um, but they did add Bob Wack. They did add Bob, Bobby Wagner. They did lose um, OBJ, but they brought in Allen Robinson. Uh, you, you know about Cooper Cup. You know the exports of Cooper Cup. Uh, they got the best defensive player in the league. Maybe the, the best defensive player ever. Aaron Donald, 99 problems. And a sack is not one. The man dominated the Super Bowl last year and, and, and got the Rams a championship. Um, you got the 49ers in that division. Debo Samuel was back. 49ers get Jimmy G is still there. Let me see. I was going to say we got rid of Jimmy G, but it didn't happen. But Trey Lance era has begun. The Trey Lance era has begun in San Francisco, which should open up the passing game. Defensively, they're going to be as stout as anybody in the league with, with Nick Bosa and, and Fred Warner and, 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 and Eric Armstead. And they got some dudes back there. They got some absolute studs. The defense should be top five. NFC West should be coming out to the Rams and Niners again. The Seahawks are now, are now are no more. The Legion of Boom era is over. The Russell Wilson era is over. And Pete Carroll era should be soon over. Geno Smith is now your starting quarterback for the Seattle Seahawks. Times have changed. There's no more Bobby Wagner. There's no more Richard Sherman. There's no more Earl Thomas. There's no more Beast Mode. So what was what was once what was once could have been a dynasty of multiple championships. They only get one, and now that era's over with. The Cardinals should be still good. They signed Kyler Murray to a big offseason extension. They bring in Hollywood Brown from the Baltimore Ravens. They bring him in to help with the passing game. They still got J.J. Watt. They did lose Chandler Jones. Um, they got some other people as well, um, like the running back Connor. They got Connor at running back. So we'll see what, what they look like. New Hopkins should be back off of injury. But I think it's a... It's a Rams 49ers 
division. I'm going to go. I'm going to be a homer. 49ers had beat the Rams six straight times before that damn NFC Championship loss. That makes me sick to my stomach. So I'm going 49ers to win the division. NFC South. Tampa. I don't know. Brady looks sick. I mean, I'm, I'm knocking on wood. The man's not sick, but he's going through some things. It's clearly that Brady is going through some things with the Buccaneers. If you saw his press conference and saw his face, Brady is going through some things. He's not. He's going through some things in his life. He's, he even admitted that I'm going through some things. So I'm not comfortable and confident in the Buccaneers heading into the season as I was Probably early in the offseason, I thought the Buccaneers was a shoe in to win the division. I'm not so much confident as I was before. Matter of fact, I'm not even picking them to win the division. I'll get to that in a second. Carolina Panthers, Baker Mayfield is in town. They trade for Baker Mayfield. After the Browns get to Sean Watson. So Baker Mayfield is back. And, and coincidentally, the schedule makers, how do they know? The Browns play the Panthers' first game of the season. <laughs> so Baker Mayfield gets a chance at his old team. Browns without Deshaun Watson, obviously, for 11 games. They have Kobe Bissett with start. So you got the Panthers. I do like Christian McCaffrey's back. I do like uh, my man Moore, the wide receiver. Um, Robbie Anderson. They got some good players on defense. Brian Burns. I can't remember the safety's name. Really, really good safety. Can't remember his name. Ralph Hand. But they, they should be an improved team. Uh, I don't think they make the playoffs, but I think it'd be very competitive. And the team that I'm picking to win this off, wait for it. Drum roll. Now, there's a caveat. If Jameis Winston, Winston has fully recovered from the ACL, I have the Saints winning the South. If he's recovered, Michael Thomas is back. They get Chris Olave. You know they got Avika Moore. He's suspended for six, he's suspended for the first six games. Avika Moore is out for the first six games. But you got you got Michael Thomas back. You get Chris Olave, and the defense is always good. Now they did lose CGJ. I don't understand why it, why they decided to let Chauncey Gardner Jr. go. To me, that is a mistake. But you still have one of the best quarterbacks in the league out there on the edge. I'll say, his name in, I'll say his name in a few minutes <laughs> when I get to it. I, I hope you remember his name. The quarterback for Ohio State. Can't think of his name right man. But he's really, really good. I got the Saints, man. I think the Saints win the NFC South. I don't really know what's going on with the, with the Buccaneers. New coach. Tom Brady's not. I, I don't know the injuries on the offensive line. They got three starters out. The center's out. The two guards. One guy retired. One guy's out for the season. One, another guy's hurt. So the interior of the line is not good. So I'm not buying the Buccaneers as much as I was coming into the season. I think that they're a playoff team, but I got the Saints. If it, they, thank you, thank you, I, thank you, Mark, Marcus Lattimore. Good God, that's why I like you viewers. I like you viewers because you can help me. Because I, hey, I'm not perfect. I am not perfect, Marcus Lattimore. Fine cornerback for the Saints. Great cornerback for the Saints. Um, all pro cornerback. Um, but I'm not trusting the Buccaneers. But if Jameis Winston is healthy. I like the Saints a lot in this division. So give me the Saints. Um, Atlanta, we're not going to even talk about Atlanta. Should we talk about Atlanta? Should we waste our time? Should we even discuss the Atlanta Falcons? Should we? Marcus Mariota takes over for Matt Ryan, who's now in Indianapolis. I forgot to mention that in the opening. But we'll talk about them when we get to the division. Um, but the Falcons, you know, you know, it's a, re it's a rebuild. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a complete rebuild. They did break. Hey, I'm, I'm going to get back to that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate all the help. I love it. Um, going to get back to that. But the Falcons are in a complete rebuild. They did draft um, uh, Desmond Ritter from um, Cincinnati. Kind of maybe he's the future. Of the, he Maybe he's the future. They got Marcus Mariota on a two-year deal. So he clearly is a bridge, a stopgap. So we, we've seen Marcus Mariota before. Number one former uh, first-round pick, Tennessee Titans. Didn't work out there. Bounced around. Raiders. Now he's with the Atlanta Falcons. You know, they got an all-world tight end in Kyle Pitts. They got a really good cornerback in A.J. Terrell. Uh, Jared on the inside, the D-Tigers, one of the finest D-Tigers in the league. But other than that, we're wasting our time talking about the Atlanta Falcons. We are wasting our time talking about the Atlanta Falcons. My man Tip Dennis makes a great point. 
Jarvis Landry is with the Saints. So you got Jarvis Landry, Michael Thomas, and you got Chris Olave. So you got Chris Olave who can get down the field. You're going to have Michael Thomas, a big possession receiver, and then you got Jarvis Landry in that slot, kind of working in the middle of that field. This team is, I, I, if Jameis Winston can play pre-injury, Jameis Winston from last season, which he was playing really, really well, Really well football last year before the injury. If he can get back to that, I like the Saints more in the division because they always match up with the Buccaneers good anyway. I'm just not – it's a bad vibe in Tampa right now. I think Tom Brady don't want to be there. I hate to put that in the atmosphere, but I feel like Tom Brady don't want to be in Tampa. I really feel that right now. And then I don't want to get into this man's business. I don't want to get into this man's personal business in his life. But I think there's some there's some some marital issues that that are probably creeping into the relationship right now. I think there's some marital things. You you remember Tom Brady had said he was going to retire, you know, regardless of why and what circumstances. We all know it was a ploy now to get to Miami. We all know it was a ploy. Um, so that got derailed by by the the lawsuit, and then we know that he wanted Bruce Arians gone, which they did do. But at some point, your heart got to be where you're at. And I just don't think Tom Brady's heart is in Tampa Bay anymore. So we're going to see. That's an interesting, interesting, interesting situation. Hood Jones says Saints' most complete team in football. One of the most. I would agree with that. Now, that left tackle, I got to watch the left tackle situation, see if they if that's not a big drop-off from Armstead, who's a solid left tackle in this league. Uh... <laughs> I guess Shaq is referring to Hood Jones about being complete. I don't. I don't. I don't think. I mean, I, I don't know if he meant all. The, I don't think he meant all of the NFL. That the Saints are the most complete team in all the NFL. I think they're one of those teams that are. I know Buffalo's one of those teams. They got. They got to get better at the running game. We're gonna talk about them in a little bit. Uh, Saints will win the division. Shaq says. I agree. Hunter Badger. Also, honey, yeah, the honey badger came over from from Kansas City. He's now in New Orleans, so he replaced Michael Jenkins, who retired. Well, one of the best safeties um, to play this game, uh, a true Iron Man. Let's give Michael Jenkins his flowers. A guy who was a cornerback at Ohio State moved to safety and just played. He was he played for the Philadelphia Eagles for a long time. Didn't miss games there. Got to New Orleans. Didn't miss games there. Just a good, really solid football player. He's now retired. He's gone. Okay, I got the Saints. Let's move to the NFC North. I, I, look, I want to pick somebody other than Green Bay. I really do. I want to pick somebody other than Green Bay because I do believe that Green Bay is going to come back a little bit without Devontae Adams. They got some young receivers, and Aaron Rodgers is already showing his – he's in mid-season form with pissing people off. So – but they defensively, the, the, the Packers are going to be really, really good. So it's hard for me to see somebody overtaking the Packers. I want to pick somebody other than the Packers. It's just not going to be, I can't do it. You look at Alexander at the quarterback position. You look at the uh, Smith guy at the end, uh, defensive end, Rashawn Gary. Uh, they got some dudes on defense side of the ball now. This is a, this is not one of those teams that depends reliably, uh, just relies so much on Aaron Rodgers. They can, they can, they can, they can control the game defensively now. They can, they can get some stops defensively. But I still think Green Bay takes a step back. When you lose Devontae Adams, there is going to be a step back, but you still have, look, man, the greatest rugby season quarterback right now on the planet is Aaron Rodgers. I can't call him the greatest because he doesn't do it in the playoffs, but he's a back-to-back reigning MVP. So, I gotta. I can't. I, I want those. I, I want to go Lions. I really want to pick the Lions. I like what they done. I don't like Jared Goff at all, but I love. I, I love what they done. I know Williams not gonna play probably most of the season to come off the ACL. The kid from Alabama. But I like what they do for their coach. I like how high heart they play for him. DeAndre Swift is in the backfield. I like some of the things they do. Um, defensively, I don't know much about them. I don't. I don't like them that much defensively. So I, I, Vikings. I can't trust Kirk Cousins. You want me to pick? You want me to pick Kirk Cousins to win the division? Kirk Cousins. That's what you want me to do. Shaquille Rowe, are you smoking over there right now? Do you want me? And if, if you're listening to this and I can't see it visually, I got people commenting on my Facebook comment section. So. I'm, I'm talking to these people by name. So if you can't, if you're not seeing this, because you're not going to see it if, you watch, if you're listening, Shakira Rowe wants me to pick the Vikings. That would mean I would put my faith in Kirk Cousins. That means that I would be hitching my wagon to Kirk Cousins. And God knows I'm never, ever, ever going to hitch my wagon to Kirk Cousins. So I'm going to pick Green Bay. I don't think they go 13 and 3. They're 13 and 4. They went 13 and 4 last year, 13 and 3 the year before. I think they win the division at 
12 and 5, 11 and 6 this year. But I'll take Green Bay to win the NFC North. Who did I miss in the NFC North? I didn't mention the Detroit Lions. I mentioned the Vikings. The Bears. The Bears, man. Man, I, I would love to to come on here and, and, and talk good about Justin Fields and, and and he could be tremendous this year, but they haven't did anything to help Justin Fields. If you look at the receiving court, it is absolute trash. And I ain't no knock these guys. They made it to the NFL. I'm not gonna I don't wanna be sound so harsh to these people, but they have no number receiver on their team. They don't even have a number two, I don't believe. Darnell Mooney, Mooney is a good football player. Cole Komet is a really good football player. I think Dave Montgomery is a solid, solid running back. The offensive line is horrible. Putrid. And the Bears defense that we that we come to know and love is not there. Now, Roquan Smith is back. He's, he's, he's backed off his trade demands. He's back. That's about it. There's no more Khalil Mack. Uh, secondary is not as good as it used to be. And my nines open up with the Bears this weekend, so we'll see Trey Lance and Justin Fields on the field uh, this weekend. As a matter of fact, so that should be an interest. Uh, that should be an interesting matchup uh, coming up, uh, Niners and Bears. But I just wish that they had done something to help my guy. Something to help my guy. Help my guy. Justin Fields, they didn't. But I got the Packers, man. I can't pick nobody but the Packers. I'm sorry. I thought they won the division like six years in a row or something. I, I can't go. I, I can't do anything with that. Uh, um, let's move to the NFC East, man. I think this is going to be a, a very interesting division. Now, the Eagles. The Eagles are the off-season champs of the world right now. They have done so much to help their guy, Jalen Hurts, because this is all about Jalen Hurts this year. With the Philadelphia Eagles, they have done so much to help this guy. They picked up A.J. Brown on draft night. They already had Devontae Smith. They got a good offensive line in Lane Johnson and, and, and some guys up front. It's really, really solid. Defensive Josh Sweat. They bring back uh, Fletcher Cox. They draft Jordan Davis out of Georgia. You know, you know about Darius Slay. They got some guys. They got dudes on this roster. This roster is absolutely loaded from top to bottom. They forgot to mention Dallas Goddard at tight end. So they have talent on this roster. It's going to come down to Jalen Hurts. How much can Jalen Hurts improve? How much? Now, my guy, DeMarcus Banks, has been a Jalen Hurts fan since he was at Alabama. And then he went to Oklahoma, and now he's on his on his Philadelphia Eagles team. So he definitely is high, high on Jalen Hurts. I got to see it to believe it. I'm not quite there yet. But this, if he takes that step, they're going to win the division. Now let's move on to Dallas, who I have winning the division, only because they have Dak Prescott. And I know some of you people think that Dak is overrated and all of this X, Y, and Z, but at the end of the day, he is better than Jalen Hurts. Those are the facts. But I do think the Eagles roster is better than Cowboys up top to bottom, especially without Tyron Smith in that lineup. And they're moving that first-round pick. The left, they, they want to play him at left guard. Now they're moving him to tackle because of the injury. They did bring in Jason Peters, the 40-year-old, the other day, but he hadn't played in ages, and he's not ready to go. So they, they're going to line up Tyler Smith at left tackle. So the offense line that's already kind of had question marks coming in has even bigger question marks now without Tyron Smith. The running game is the running game. I don't see Zeke Elliott ever being what he was. So if you guys are waiting for Zeke Elliott of 2016 to come back, it's not happening. He's gone. Zeke Elliott of 2016 is done. It's over. He's never coming back. He's never coming back. Now, I like I like Tony Pollard a lot, but he's not an every down back. He's not an every down back. So how much can you get out of the running game? There's no more Mari Cooper. Um... Cedric Wilson is gone. They they lose a guy. They, they uh, James Washington. They sign in the offseason. He's hurt. They do get Michael Gallup back, who they thought was gonna stop on the pup, start on the pup list, but he's gonna be back. So you got Gallup. You got Ceedee Lamb. You got Dalton Schultz. Really good receiving core for the, for, the, for the quarterback. Concerns offensive line and running game. I don't know what I'm gonna get for the running game because Zeke Zeke is done. Zeke is done. Zeke is never never gonna. Never going to be 16, 17, 18, Zeke. That is over with. The guy averaged about 59 yards a game rushing last year. So that's over. So what am I going to get out of the running game? Defensively, the Randy Gregory loss is, is huge. 
But I do think you got Michael Parsons, who's, who, who's a stud. He's sensational. Uh, Diggs is, is, is hot and cold. Diggs is, is streaky. He takes a lot of risks and chances. Safety position, still not still not friendly of safeties. Um, but can you get, generate a pass rush? When you don't have Makai Parsons down, can you create a pass rush without Randy Gregory being there now? Because you didn't go out and address that need. You didn't go out and get a bun Miller. You didn't go out and try to get a pass rusher that could that could – that could take some of that, um, some of the pressure off of, of Demarcus Lawrence on the other side. So I um I, I I'm I'm gonna give him the win in a minute, but I, I I like that's a lot. I thought they will win the division. Washington Commanders they went out and got Carson Wentz, who was in Indianapolis last year, who knows the division. But how much can you trust Carson Wentz? I don't trust Carson Wentz a whole lot. Not at all. Not much. Can Washington defensive line be good as they were two years ago? Not last year because they didn't live up to the hype. Two years ago, Chase Young and, and those guys got after it up front. The two guys from Alabama on the inside, can't say their name right offhand. We'll get back to it. Um, but they dominated up front. Last year, not so much. Chase Young gets hurt, missed miss most of the season. And they never really recaptured what they had two years ago from that from the front four uh, that dominated the season before. I don't trust Carson Wentz at all. I don't know if they're going to get the running game. I'm hearing that the rookie that they drafted, um, oh God, I can't think of his name. They drafted a rookie at running back, and he's challenging Antonio Gibson for some reps. And, and I, I, I don't trust Carson Wentz. Now, I think, I think the commanders will be very competitive. They will probably be in every game. All these NFC teams, except for the one I'm naming last, is going to be competitive. I think I think the Commanders will be very competitive. They have a competent competent quarterback. I don't think he's great. I don't trust him, but he's competent. So I do like the Commanders. I do like the fact they brought Terry McLaurin back. Really, really fine receiver. Um, I like the tight end Logan Thomas. Likes him a lot. But I see what the running game, what the running game can be like. I'm trying to think of the running back. They took him third round. That's challenging Antonio Gibson for these reps. Always oh, on the tip of my tongue. I can't say his name. Anyway, Brian Robinson, yes. They wanted to get, they got robbed the other day. Brian Robinson, my He got robbed the other day. The fire run back from Alabama got robbed the other day. He's doing well from what I've heard. He's fought some guys off, some attackers off that tried to rob him. So he should be fine. But I don't think he's going to be that opening weekend. So it'll be Antonio Gibson who would probably get the bulk of the carries. Now, moving along to the New York football giants. Whew, Jesus. Do I even want to talk about the New York football giants? Do we even want to discuss the New York football giants? Because they are not very good. That's putting it mildly. I wish I had some other words to use to say to describe this football team, but I don't have the words because they're not good at all. Daniel Jones' experiment has not been has not gone well. They brought in Tyrod Taylor. He gets hurt. I don't know what his status is this weekend, but Daniel Jones, yeah, they brought in Kenny Galladay last year. He hasn't done little to the hype, the big contract that he got. They had a good draft. You know, they got Kayvon Thibodeau, and they got an offensive lineman. I can't think of his name. They had two of the top six pitch, top picks in the draft. They did good there, but I'm not expecting a whole lot of the Giants. The roster is depleted. Saquon Barker cannot stay healthy at all. Hasn't had, I think he had one, maybe one healthy season. It wasn't even a whole season. But he hasn't played a lot of football in the last couple of years at all. So he can't remain healthy. Saquon Barker, I mean, Daniel Jones is not it. We all knew that draft day. We all, this is one of the worst rosters in football. It's potentially, they could have the number one pick in the draft next year. And the draft class for quarterbacks should be a lot better. C.J. Stroud, Bryant, uh, um, young, um, young from Alabama, Bryce Young, um, and some other guys, some some dark hearts guys that could be coming. But Giants are bad. I got with that being said, I got Dallas still winning the division. I'll go eleven six. I'll go eleven and six. They win the division eleven and six. Maybe maybe twelve and five. But if Jalen Hurts improves, caveat: if Jalen Hurts improves his passing, then the Eagles are gonna win the division. Running away with it, and I'll come right here and tell you, during the week, during this program, during the season, if he hits and does what we think he can be, then they're gonna win the division. So there you go. I got the Niners, I got the Saints, 
I got the Packers and I got the Cowboys in the NFC. Moving to the AFC because I ain't got that much time. 15 minutes left on the show. I got about 15 minutes to get these AFC picks out of here. Let's start the AFC West. What an absolute gutlet of a division. The Chiefs, who's won the division six years in a row, I believe, they lose Tyree Hill. Big, big, big loss. They lose the Honey Badger on defense. A big, big loss. They bring in Juju Smith-Schuster. Uh, they bring in Marquez Vance uh, Scanlon from the Green Bay Packers to try to replace some of the production of Tyree Hill. But at the end of the day, they can't replace that production. They can't replace what he does for that offense by pushing the ball down the field, making you have to play too high safety, and open up the middle of the field for Travis Kelsey. I do think the Chiefs take, take a step back. On both sides of the ball, I think that, that Honey Badger losses is a lot bigger than you think. They also lost to Davies Ward. People are not looking at that loss. The 49ers pick up to Davies Ward from the Chiefs, a big-time free agent, big-time man, corner, cover corner. They lose him. People are not talking about that loss a lot. But I do think the Chiefs take a step back. Who I love in the division, and it's not going to be a surprise to you people, is the San Diego, oh, the L.A. Chargers. <laughs> <laughs> the L.A. Chargers, I love the Chargers a lot in the division. Obviously, you know I love Justin Herbert. But Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, they got some fine, fine players on that team. Austin Eckler at running back. The offensive line is really good. They picked up the tackle last year, I think from Northwestern, if I'm correct. I might be wrong on that saying that, but the left tackle. But defensively, they, they add. Defensively, they bring in Khalil Mack to go alongside Joey Bosa. You get Darren Jones signed up and healthy. He was healthy last year. You get him locked up for long term. And now you got J.C. Jackson on the back end. So now you got the pass rush in the back end, working in unison, working in cohesion together. I'm really a huge fan of the Chargers. Can they get out of their own way finally? Can they get out of their own way? Justin Herbert is an absolute stud. Super star quarterback from the Oregon Ducks that I told you about. I told you about. I told you about him. I told you. I tried to warn you. No one would listen. No one would listen. No one was listening. So I got um, the Chargers in that division. Uh, AFC West again. They got Las Vegas Raiders. Devontae Adams is now with the Raiders. They got Darren Waller. They got Hunter Renfro. So many weapons on the offensive side of the ball. Josh Jacobs in the backfield. The offense line is good. First-year coach Josh McDaniels is there. I like Josh McDaniels a lot. And second time around as a coach. Usually people learn the second time around as a coach. Josh McDaniels second time around as a coach. Going to be better than the first time around. The Raiders are really good. Think defensively they're not in the same class as the Chargers or the Chiefs. So I think that's the, diff that's the separation fact. And the wild card in the West, the wild card is to me is Russell Goodhow Wilson and the Broncos. We always thought they were the quarterback away from being really, really good. And here they are. You know, they got weapons. Jerry Judy, they got the tight end. Uh, I can't think of his freaking name. Um, they got the running game with the Williams kid from North Carolina. They got Melvin Gordon. Um, defensively, they've been really good with Simmons at safety. Still got Bradley Chubb, the defensive end position. So we'll see. I think the Broncos... Could be the wild card of the division. I I, I want to see what they look like. I, I can't pick them. I, I can't pick them. I can't pick. I can't pick Good Hal Wilson. But you know, I, I I believe in Russell Wilson. I'm not gonna be sitting here surprised if Russell Wilson wins the division. I'm not. And I do think that it's possible they get three teams. But this division is a gauntlet. These teams offensively are all capable of putting up a lot of points. I think that I mean you got four of the best quarterbacks in the league. I mean you got. Two guys that are superstar quarterbacks. You got a championship. You got two championship quarterbacks. One guy I think is a potential superstar. And then and then you got Derek Carr, who's really, really, really good. He's been really good since he's been in the league. So I'm going to take the Chargers in the division. It's going to be a gauntlet. I got the Chargers. AFC South, um, I'm going to go with the Colts. We're not going to spend a whole lot of time on this division. I think Matt Ryan is an upgrade over Carson Wentz. If you can block for the best, one of the best offensive lines in the um, NFL, you see what Jonathan Taylor did last year. Look for a big, big, big season from Jonathan Taylor. I do got worried about the outside receivers. They got Pittman out there, but they did lose T.Y. Hilton. So I don't know some of the other targets other than Pittman who going to be able to make plays for them on the outside, but they're going to be able to dominate games on the inside. Their defensive and offensive lines are really, really good. Their defense would be good. Darius Butler, who now wants to be known as Shaquille Butler, God bless him. Their defense should be still good. I got the Colts, the Titans, 
The Titans going to take a step back without A.J. Brown. I don't think Ryan Tannehill is Ryan Tannehill. Derrick Henry coming off an injury, coming off his first time really missing games. And once those running backs start missing games and getting hurt, it seems like they get hurt every year. So we got to keep an eye on that. I don't think you can run your way to a Super Bowl anymore. You can't run your way to a Super Bowl. You got to be able to throw the football. Uh, they also lose the fine defensive end uh, the other day um, out for the season from Boston College. Oh, guys, can't think of his name right on my tongue. Uh, they lose him for the season, make the Pro Bowl last year. He's out for the season. Um, so I thought the defense would be a strong suit for the Titans, but now it could be weakened with that loss uh, right there. Um, so that's the Titans. Texans, we're not going to waste a whole lot of time on the Texans. I do like Davis Mills potentially um, as he moves forward. They got a new head coach in Lovey Smith. We all know about all the, the, the bush that went on in Houston last year. So let's skip on away from that. Um, so the Texans, and then we have the Jacksonville in the second year of Trevor Lawrence, new head coach down there. Uh, the, uh, damn, the guy who coached the Eagles for the Super Bowl. I can't think of his name. Anyway, who cares? Um, I think they'll be much improved. Uh, ETN, Travis ETN is back healthy. They got Kristen Kirk. Um, they did. So they got some pieces. I like a little running back they got, Robinson. Um, defensively, uh, you know, outside of the um, Allen kid, they don't have a lot of spectacular players outside of the ball, but I think they'll improve. You should see a significant significant improvement because Urban Meyer was a shit show. Terrible head coach. Should have never been, should never had the job. So give me the Colts winning the AFC South. AFC East, uh, give me the Buffalo Bills. Obviously, Josh Allen is my MVP pick. I think the Buffalo Bills are going to be really good again. Um, I don't see anybody stopping and slowing this team down. Stephon Diggs, you know the name, Gabriel Davis. You, you know you know what they do. They, they're going to get their all-pro cornerback back to Davis White to go along with Kyrie Elam from Florida. Defense should be much improved. You get Von Miller to help with that pass rush. Can they run the football? Can they run the football? Can they get a running game going to help Josh Allen out? Can they run the football enough to help Josh Allen out? They should be fine. Dolphins. I'm not a huge tool fan. Y'all already know this. They did get Tyreek Hill. They, they, they go along with um, uh, the other guy from Alabama, Waddle. Uh, they got Mike Gisecki, the tight, fine tight end. They got a decent offensive line. I'm not a tool believer. Their defense is always solid. They're going to be pretty good. Um, I don't root for the Dolphins because of what they did to my man, my man, the head coach they got rid of. I'm not a fan, so I hope I don't like anything good to have the Dolphins because I did not like how they did my man down there last year. And so I don't wish no good to the Dolphins, but they should be a decent football team. Not about playoff team, but they should be good. I'm not a big tour fan, so forget about that. The, the Patriots are a mess. They have no offensive coordinators. They, I don't know what's going on in New England. I have no clue. Mac Jones is just a guy. I mean, I know he made top 100, but he's just a guy, which is fine. He's a game manager, but but they don't have no explosive playmakers on the outside. They don't have big play capability. Don't know about the offensive line. Running game looked pretty good last year. The guy from uh, running back from, um, I won't say Alabama, they had that played really well last year for them. But I I, I, I don't I don't care too much for the the Patriots right now. They got they they look like they're dysfunctional um as a unit, as a whole. They look dysfunctional. Who am I missing? The Pats, Dolphins, Bills. Who am I missing? Who am I missing the AFC East? Who am I missing? Who am I missing the AFC East? I got, uh, Bills, Pats, Dolphins, Bills, Pats, Dolphins, Jets. Okay, Jets got a new second year quarterback. Uh, Zach Wilson, I think he will improve. I don't know if he playing this week or not. He did get hurt early in the preseason. They went out and made some good draft picks. Sauce Gardner, they got some really good players on on, on the offensive side of the ball to kind of grow with, but I don't suspect significant a significant improvement from the Jets. I do think Zach Wilson will be better. So let me have the Buffalo Bills and everybody else in the AFC East. Uh, where am I at? AFC, I did. AFC North. AFC North always competitive, very competitive. Last year you had the you had the, the defending AFC champions out of the division. Joe Burrow and the Bengals come out of nowhere. 
prolific offense. You're talking about Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and Tyler Boyd. You got Joe Mixon in the backfield. Now, they can protect Joe Burrow because he got hit way, way too many times last year. Way too many times he got hit last year. So, if you can protect Joe Burrow, keep him upright, I think the Cincinnati Bengals offense will still be good as it was last year. Bengals defense was a lot better than I thought it would be last year. See, does it, see will it improve somewhat? But they did go out and try to fix that line line. Lionel Collins from the former Cowboys offensive line is now there. They also drafted the offensive lineman, so they did address the need of offensive line. So Joe Burrow and the Bengals should be as good as they were last year. I don't expect too much drop-off. Ravens, I mean, you got Lamar Jackson, you have a chance. but There's a lot going on with them. Lamar wants a long-term contract. He hasn't got his money, so he's going to be going to a season without a long-term deal with no stability whatsoever with a team that's really going to be geared toward running the football because they really have nothing on the outside. Rashad Bateman is a fine receiver from Minnesota. They drafted a couple years ago. They lose Hollywood Brown. You still have uh, Nate Andrews out at the tight end position. He was a really, really good tight end, but this offense is built around running the football. They lose all their running backs before the season last year. K.J. Dobbins should be back this year. Hopefully he's healthy from that injury, but I I don't like the dynamic of the Baltimore Ravens right now, but you know they drafted really well. They got the fast. They got a nice center also um, from Iowa, I believe. And the defense is always going to be good. They got my favorite player probably in the whole defense and the whole draft is Kyle Hamilton. They end up stealing him in the draft. So I like what the Ravens do. You know, they're always going to be good on defense. They're always going to be able to get out the quarterback. Matthew Judon is an absolute beast and stud. So, Ravens should be good defensively. It all comes down to Lamar Jackson making up passing play, pat, plays in the passing game which with, with a receiving court that's not very good. So, I don't know. Steelers, you got no Big Ben no more. You got Mitchell Trubisky in there. I'm not a big Mitchell Trubisky fan ever since college. I never liked Mitchell Trubisky at all. I don't know what the Steelers are offensively with Mitchell Trubisky at quarterback. Like I said, Juju Smith's shooter is gone. Uh... But you still got a few tall Claiborne. You still got a few weapons out there. Do like Najee Harris a lot. Can your offensive line improve? Last year, the offensive line was bad, 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 bad. They couldn't block. They couldn't protect Ben. They couldn't block the run. So we will see what they are offensive. Defensively, you got T.J. White, one of the best defensive players in the NFL. An absolute, uh, just a wreck, uh, offensive wrecker. Uh, they should be good defensively, but without, without, I'll not trust the Mitchell Trubisky. I think Kenny Pickett, may get this job before the season is over with um, and gets a chance to um, see what he can do. But I'm not a believer in Mitchell Trubisky. I, would, I refuse to pick a team to win the division that had Mitchell Trubisky at quarterback. And finally, the Cleveland Browns. What a damn mess. I say them for last for a reason. What a mess. They did get the Sean Watson in the offseason, but now he's suspended for 11 games. You got Jacoby Bissett. This team is in a win mode now. They have one of the best rosters in the league from top to bottom, but I can't trust in Jacoby Bissett for 11 games. I'm shocked that they didn't go out and try to get another quarterback uh, to kind of hold it down to Deshaun gets back. So, you know, with that, you know, I'm going to go with the Bengals again. I know it's kind of like almost shocking to go Bengals back-to-back winning the AFC North, but without Lamar Jackson having – truly having any weapons on the outside. I don't know how much confidence he's going to have playing with this team without having a contract, without being comfortable, without having any security of a contract. And then the Steelers with Mr. Trubisky, I've never, no way, no how ever picking Mr. Trubisky to win a division at quarterback. I have to see to believe it. I would come in here and I would give it up to him if they win the division. Um, and the Browns, I would pick the Browns that had the Sean Watson, but they don't have the Sean Watson for 11 games, and I don't think it's going to be enough time to get back to win the division. So I have the Bengals. So, Bengals, Bills, Colts, Chargers in the AFC. I had the Buffalo Bills winning the AFC. I want to pick somebody other than my Niners to win the, the, the NFC. Just because I'm jinx, I think I'm a jinx if I pick them to win the NFC. I think the Niners going to win the NFC. But I'm not going to pick them to win the NFC because I'm a jinx. So, I'm going to pick the Philadelphia Eagles just because I want to be different. Because I... I think the Jalen Hurts may make a step forward, and if he does, they will be that to me will be the second best team in the NFC if he makes that jump. So I'm not gonna pick my Niners. I'm gonna pick the damn Eagles <laughs> to win the NFC. Even though I'm telling you, I think it's gonna be the Bills and the Niners in the Super Bowl. I will pick the Bills to win the Super Bowl unless they play my 49ers. In that case, I will have the Niners. But 
I got the Eagles winning the NFC, and I got the Bills winning the AFC. Now, I'm really telling you, I got the Niners winning the NFC, but I don't want to pick my Niners because I don't want to be a jinx. So I got the Bills and the Eagles. So there you have it. That is the, that is the NFL previews right here on the Best Damn Sports Guy podcast, period. The Undisputed Champion of Podcast. I hope I got all that in. I know I was speeding through that thing because we had to get this thing in within the hour. I want to thank all you guys for tuning in. That is a great Great job by you coming, correcting my mistakes because I make a lot of mistakes. Because when you're live, baby, you just go. I just go. I go off top of the dome. I don't have no. I try to keep look some little check mark notes to kind of keep me on track, but I can't remember everything. So I'm glad you guys are here to help me remember some of these people's names because I will forget some names. I I know, but I'll forget some names in a minute. But I want to thank all you guys for tuning in on Facebook. The audio version will be available on Amazon. Will be available on Apple Podcasts. And we'll be uploaded to Spotify immediately after the show. So if you didn't watch it on Facebook Live, you can catch it right there. I want to thank, again, I want to thank all you guys for tuning in. And we're going to get out of here in just a few minutes. Um, but, again, we will see you. Um, I'll let you know. You just you just stay tuned right there on Facebook on my page. And we'll and look for the next episode of Centel's Intel. This has been a Second episode of Centel's Intel, Season 6. I've been your host, the sensational Centel Wideman. Again, I want to thank you guys for tuning in, checking us out, making this the best damn sports podcast, period. We will see you next time right here on Facebook Live and live from the GMG Studios in Abbeville. I am out. Peace.